Some people believe that the San Fernando Valley is the place where Hollywood dreams go to get shit-faced and die. Well, here at PCP, we believe they just get shit-faced. The other side of the hill gets a bad rap, but it is home to three of the largest studios, iconic 80s movies, and our very own Jordan Ross Myers. The Valley is also home to 38% of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which begs the question, if it crosses the 50% mark, will the show get renamed? But when living a more economical existence in the Valley, one still wants to have fun. But where can anyone go? Well, we have the skinny margarita on some of the best spots moving west down Ventura Boulevard. So turn on the AC as we glide down over Mulholland into the PCP Valley experience. You had an exciting Saturday night. Yes, tell us about it. Exciting. Um, what are some other words for it? Irresponsible. Yeah, reckless. <laughs> um, um, you're you're a libertine. Yeah. I, I gave I gave them. I was basically um, in the holy tri. What's that? The holy trinity. Um, it's now a. A foursome, that picture of Paris, Lindsay, and Brittany. I'm poking yeah, out from yeah. the back. I was a mess yeah. last night. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. We have, mm-hmm. we have the text to prove it. The text yep. and the videos to prove Video. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you a free cameo with the housewife, though. That's pretty cool. We did. Yeah, will, we, didn't, we didn't have to pay for it. We just had to complain. Yeah. <laughs> Why doesn't that housewife say hi to us? What did I do? I was like, hold on. And then I think I said, hold on. And then like, you can see us. We're at the valet. I don't, we can't post that. Well, first no, of all. No. That's for, for us. Yeah. That's for us. No. Mm-mm. First of all, it might be too. I think Instagram would take it down given the language that we use in it. Maybe. I don't know. Does they, I, don't is, know. Have, I know they have nudity issues. Do they have language issues? I honestly no, I don't know. know. I don't know either. But yeah. Well, I was happy to be told to fuck myself. I was, that was a delight. That Mm -hmm. was just a delight. It is. It's a badge of honor that I wear over my heart proudly. Yeah. Yes. I replaced my American flag pin with that pin. (laughs) Yeah. We should have t shirts made. (laughs) I was told to fuck off by a real housewife. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Though it was a lot, it was, you know, it was like a term of endearment. It wasn't, she wasn't like yelling at us. Oh, are you? I, yeah. I felt the love. This was not. This was not a Vicky be- between the doors. <sighs> this was not a little family van. Fuck off. Yeah. Go, go fuck myself. <laughs> no. So yeah, that happened uh, for the. Um, I went out. I I went. I partied last night hard in Calabasas, where all reality TV people at some point live or get drunk because we went to Peddler's Fork, which is like a gastro pub. It's nice. It's yeah. cool. And, um, it, but that's where you start your night, like a happy yeah. hour kind of place. It's probably not even open that late, right? No, I, I'm not yeah. sure. No, I don't think so. Yeah. It's not a place you, end, yeah, absolutely not a place you end your night. But then it's directly across unless the you're, Unless you're me and your night ends at 8 p.m. Yeah. It's yeah. totally a place you end your night. I still don't know what time my night ended. Or morning, whatever you call <laughs> But then we went, um, it's directly across the street. I'm Sagebrush, which we've talked about on here a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like the Kardashians had their Father's Day with Tristan there this year. But it's like we're just, everybody goes to get drunk. You have 
And yeah, that's kind of where my rec not recollection, but that's where the night really took off. And you guys got texts and mm. cameos, aggressive cameos. <laughs> I, very, very aggressive. I, I was picturing the part basically the parking lot of Peddler's Fork next door is where the uh, Calabasas Farmers Market is on the weekends. Mm. And I was totally expecting you to be like a corpse in that parking lot. And they were setting up like produce tents just around you. No, like that people happened, had to step over you to buy eggs. That <laughs> happened once years ago. Um, you, woke up in the, you woke up in the middle of, <laughs> yeah. of a craft, you know, yeah. a jam tent. Like it was all just, you know, curated yeah. meats, yeah. cheeses, and jams. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I I partied there on a, what was it? A set, what a, um, I partied at Sagebrush and I, I went home with a friend. I couldn't drive. And my car was parked basically oh, no. in the middle on Calabasas Road, right in the middle of the farmer's market. And they just built the farm set up the farmer's market around me and I went to that get my is... car at like 10 a.m. But you're just... alive now. Yeah, and you know, really, the lesson in this is I'm not at fault for anything. I'm. <laughs> we will not blame any of my behavior on me. We're not victim blaming, no. No, no, no. No. <laughs> Did terrified. you have any Tijuana egg rolls at Sage Rush? Oh, Nachos. Yeah. Oh, those are good. Nachos too. are my favorite kind of drunk food. Oh, they're a crowd pleaser. It's true. But Tijuana egg rolls, though. You know. Yeah. But I don't want to look at my um, I don't want to look at my debit card or <laughs> any of my card statements from last night. Do you night. still have your debit card? Yeah, I do. Okay. I the first thing I do in the morning after a night like that. I mean, I go right to where I keep everything. And I, even in hotel rooms, I do that. I have special places for everything. And I'm like, okay, phone. Remember that happened in Vegas last month? Mm-hmm. I was telling you guys, like, I go phone, like valuables, phone, wallet, cigarettes. Ring. You, yeah, ring, ring needs to be higher up on that list. Yeah. yeah. I love that cigarettes makes your top five, though. Oh, I mean, that's honestly, like, number one. Or number two, because if, at least if I don't have them, I guess wallet is number one. Because if I don't have cigarettes, I could at least go buy some. Yeah. But then right after that, it's cigarettes. Yeah. A morning like that, I'm. So, I don't even think smokers. I don't even think non-smokers can survive a morning like I had without a cigarette. It was just <laughs> a lot of confusion, a lot of stress, a lot of uh, blurry memories going through my camera roll. And there was a tweet at like 4 a.m. on Lee Radswell last night. And it was like, um, I don't remember sending it, but it was like, my name is Radswell Princess Lee. I like my aliens with a B. (laughs) That's right. I saw that one. And I was thinking about it. I was like, if I like died last night, not knock on wood, that's not funny. But you know, something had happened last night and that was my final tweet. What a send off. It yeah, was just like the closing good. chapter. So, do you guys <laughs> drinking in the valley? Yeah. Well, I, mean, I guess I Calabasas isn't technically the valley. It's no, it valley. is. It's a different valley. Well, yeah. No, it, it, it's valley. on the 818. Is it really they're, they're, still they're a 818? Yeah. They're an um, independent city. Like they have their own mayor and stuff. They're part of the Ventura County resources or whatever but yeah no they're straight up valley valley doesn't get enough credit i mean it um 
It produced a monster like me. So you know there's some good partying there. A number of monsters, not just you, yeah. Mm -hmm. You might be one of the tamer ones. I know. Mm -hmm. Did you see? I mean, I'm not in the bling ring. I wasn't in the bling ring. Technically. No. (laughs) Yeah, I watched that... uh, that Netflix little series. It's only three episodes. And I thought it like, it was, it was funny. It was interesting, but it didn't go into as in depth as I actually wanted it to be. But what pissed me off was that they, they had Josh Altman on there and I don't dislike Josh Altman, but they had a realtor, right? Yeah. The realtor. Cause he, he was basically kind of like describing like, like the, the real estate differences, like Mm. a, like the real estate holdings of, of the, homes that they broke into. But also what he talks about is like, he talks about, you know, LA, like over the hill in Hollywood and Beverly Hills. And then he talks about the Valley and describes it basically as the place where like Hollywood goes to die. And (laughs) and it's so terrible. And I just was like, I am so sick of that trope. And it always makes me think of like, you know, entourage and when drama has to go over to the Valley and he's like, you know, packing up a whole cooler and stuff. Yes. It's hotter in the Valley, but I mean, I lived in the Valley for 12 years. I I love the Valley. I I almost moved back there, except for the rents were the same as in Hollywood. And I found a place with a washer dryer in it. So I was like, okay, let's do that. I'll stay here. Well, wasn't was trope also furthered by a clueless? They they were not they were not share was not kind to the valley. Wasn't the line something about something about not going north of sunset? Like she refused to go north of sunset. No, um, she no, she re- she was yeah. offended if someone thought she lived south of sunset. Right? Oh, okay. Could she oh, yeah, south but I, of sunset? Because but I know there, was, there, were, there were there were jokes about the valley. I know. Yeah. That. Yes. Like she did not even, get caught dead there. But also, even within the valley, there are those jokes. There's one of those things that, like, you know, living. Do you live south of the boulevard, meaning mm-hmm. Ventura Boulevard? Do you live south of the 101? You definitely don't want to live north of Oxnard. Sorry, Jordan. Like, <laughs> oh, well, I live in a different part. I don't live. But yeah, you live in the you live in the West Valley. Yeah, you live I west live of the 405. Like, so. yeah, I like w- with Ventura. They're talking about like in basically house Real Housewives, where everyone lives in films and Sino. Encino, Sherman Oaks, Studio City, Tarzana, out to Calabasas. It ends in Calabasas. But that's the cooler part of the valley. I live in Soccer Mom Valley. I live, like, who's the closest person? Garcelle. She she lives in... She lives in the Santa Clarita Valley. No, no. She lives in Porter Ranch. Which is Santa Clarita. No, no. It's Northridge. Oh. Porter Ranch is part of Northridge, Chatsworth. Oh man! So See, I mean, it's uh, even I'm confused still. With that yeah, I mean, it's yet. far. She lives far out. She does yeah. not live geographically um, desirably. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sorry. Once you get to the 118, I'm just like, ah, uh, no. Yeah, that's that's, that's a di- that's a different world. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's the, and it is. It's very that that area is very suburban, and I would. Say, I mean, there's a different feeling like living even in Studio City or Sherman Oaks. But still, that's like, like the cooler part. But it is the cooler part, and that is where a lot of celebrities live. Like I always tell people, they're like they want to go see celebrities. I'm like, yes, you can go to these restaurants and you know over the hill, or you can go, you can just go to the Studio City Farmers Market mm-hmm. on Sundays mm-hmm. and just see so many people. Or like you like George Clooney used to live. I mean, he. Ha- I don't know if he still, he's still owns that house. He still owns that's his that in Studio City. Yeah. Yeah, on the opposite, on the other side of Fryman. But like I've seen walking in Fryman, I've seen 
uh, Kyle Richards and Lisa Rinna and Dorit, I can't tell you how many times there over the years. And like, and, and they're walking, of course, with their Starbucks. So they're like, they're, they're just walking. Can you spot them with an agency hat? Are they allowed to go on hikes without an agency hat? I, I mean, I, the last time I saw Kyle, she did not have an agency hat on. But also that was quite a while ago. Mm. So the agency may not have been as up and running. Yeah. So that was a few, like the the more recent one was like Rena and Dorit. Mm. So yeah, it's in the the valleys like seeing them them in their natural habitat. Because really if, you see, if you see them like in Beverly Hills, they're out to be seen. They're out mm-hmm. and about. They're not like walking around their home neighborhood. Right. Yeah. Most of them live in Encino for the most part. Dorit, Kyle, Dorit, um, who else? Teddy, I mean, she's not on the show anymore. They all live, like, right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Who else is on the show? Garcelle lives out in Porter Ranch. Kathy obviously lives in Bel Air. That's not yeah. up for Where, Where's Diana's home? Okay, Diana is... The the home Diana's filmed in was a rental because she sold her home. That was in Beverly Hills. But it's just a rental. Only 120000 a month. Chunk change, but she's moving to the valley too. She bought a house in Hidden Hills and she was um, renovating it. It's a new house. You know, she just bought it before filming. So she's in the valley now too. Most of Bravo set in a a lot of like the Shaws of Sunset. None of them lived off. (laughs) They're out in Woodland Hills, Calabasas, West Hills. My friends see them a lot. Uh, MJ goes hiking off of Valley Circle. Mm-hmm. Well, and then all the the Vanderpump, like at least, I mean, I don't know who is still on Vanderpump, but you know, like most of them bought homes in the valley. They've got homes in Valley Village and everything. When they all bought those identical homes together, like some kind of like cult. Yeah, I was gonna say some like blood oath that they'll grow old together. <laughs> Look what happened! Oh man, but no, and and it was this area of Valley Village that. I used to live in that I had a home with my ex. And so, and so, yeah, I was just like, yeah, I know exactly where those homes are. Like off of like Burbank and Chandler. It was like, yep, yeah. I know exactly where they are. Mm-hmm. Views of the Valley are so tainted by, like you said, TV and movies that I, I moved to LA when I was 18 to go to school. And I just knew of the, like, even the friends I went to school with is like, you know, nobody goes to the Valley, even though Westwood's not that far. Like, it's like Westwood's three exits right away. at this. Yeah, like right at the small of the past, not that far, but we didn't have cars and we're like, fuck mm. no, we're not going to the valley. No. And mm. then I got older and then I realized that's where adulting happens. That's where I had like multiple doctors, therapists, psychiatrists, all in the valley. I'm like, okay, this is where adults go. And then I realized, you know what? The bars here are fucking I'm going over the hill. This is great. Yeah. yeah. They're cheaper. There's better, there's better parking. Like, I like go. my favorite. One of my favorite things is because uh, I hate dress codes at places. Pre- like, and pre- I, I get it if you warrant it. If you're the polo lounge or something, I'm going. But if you're just some like, like these places in Hollywood that want you to think they're like an exclusive nightclub and they have like dress codes for a, like what's essentially like a hookah lounge. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in the valley, people people go to have fun in the valley and relax. It's much more like cougars unleashed. Yeah. Yes. Some of the best dive bars you've ever been to are there. Mm. Absolutely. And some of like the nice, like, yeah, actually the only place I'll eat barbecue. Granted, it's kind of bougie barbecue. 
but it's barbecue nonetheless in what, LA. What is Boneyard, it? Boneyard Bistro. Oh yeah, mm. La Boneyard. And they've got a great oh, bar too. They've yeah. got great beers. They've got sours. They've got like to make. I mean, it's just it's a cl- it's classy. Classy bougie barbecue and yummy, and it's so good. And I used to take yoga next door to it, and mm. yeah, I'd be taking yoga at like Saturday morning, and I could just all this. You come out and you smell the Marty smoke and the brisket, and you're just like, I'm gonna be back here this evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's a whiskey bar, so like a menu that's like five page five pages of very small print of whiskey. And I was not a not a sophisticated whiskey. I would drink Jack. I just drank Jack. So I'm like looking at this menu and I just want to ask the bartender, these is the closest to Jack Daniels. That Boneyard's actually where I sat next to Chris Noth for a night at the bar and we were watching. Unfortunately, That's right. No. You took Mr. Yeah, Big. Mr. Big, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. he and I sat at the bar watching a Cubs game and uh, it, the bar was pretty crowded, but like he had, he was focused on the game and so was I. And he, he realized I was the only other person watching. He's a diehard Cubs fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just chatted for the entire night. It, at the time, it was very cool. Looking back, not so much. Not so much, yeah. No, yeah. He must have lived in the area because I would go to yoga, and then I would go. There's a Starbucks on the corner, right? There. Yeah, like two stories down. Yeah, and I would go to yoga, and then uh, he would. I would see him in line at Starbucks, or like we'd pass each other, and I was like, oh, I, for, and I was also like, wait a minute, aren't you supposed to live in New York? Like on on it, yeah. but honestly, this wasn't me confusing. Oh, the, the show. The show. I was like, I thought you were a New York based actor, to be honest mm. with you. And like, what, like, why would you be? I didn't think he was filming anything here in LA because not only was it Sex in the City, but it also was it, it was uh, was Law and Order. Yeah. Because he would go back back to that occasionally and stuff like that. So well, it's yeah. easy. It is. I'm not sure his home housing situation, but. Sometimes, I mean, if you sink most of your money into a place in New York as your primary home, a little, little, what, 4,000 square feet, you know what I mean, and Studio City or Encino or whatever, Mm because I don't know. Yeah. Well, I know that several of his uh, allegations against him, several of the people who accused him of of things were were LA-based accusations. So he definitely spent a good amount of shout out. It's not a good, not a good thing. Yeah, I shouldn't have brought him up. My apologies. My apologies. It's a great bar, though. Let's move on. Like, yes, go go check out Boneyard Bistro. Chris Noth should not be there anymore. So no, let's hope. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. I didn't say what I love about the valley is dive bars. That's where I we go to that. be my yeah. That's yeah. where I go to be myself. Yeah. The worst, to me, the best, but in general, the worst version of me comes out at dive bars in the valley, and I love it. What is it I like? Maybe there'll be karaoke, like the Sugar Suite. That oh, is yeah. that's been my home base for years. It um it actually got renovated recently, which made oh, me upset. No. Now yeah. it's almost decent. Before it was those like red pleather, burgundy pleather booths, that crackled back mirror. Yeah. Like straight out of like what the 70s? Yeah. Now it's a little no- I don't like them nice. I like them scuzzy. Yeah. We rough to, around the edges. I have a friend who grew up in that area where Sugar Sweet is. Uh, I went to UCLA with him, and we used to, he used to take me out there a lot. And uh, do you were you ever there when David Cassidy was there? Like they, you know, Partridge from the Family. Monkeys, Partridge no. Family. Oh, uh, we're we're getting really old. Remember last week we were talking about Donnie and Marie Osmond. 
Um, we're, we're really getting old with this show. No, David Cassidy from the Partridge family had a table at or a booth at the Sugar Suite. I've never it was heard like his this. booth to the point where I got we got kicked out of his booth because he was coming in and the staff was like David's coming in you need to you need to get up. Does he live in that area? Well, he's uh, he, oh, is he rest, dead? rest in peace. Rest oh. in peace. Was oh, he yeah, dead? He, <laughs> <laughs> does he still live in the area? Well, eternally, yes. He doesn't live <laughs> at all actually. Um, no, he passed away in 17 2017 mm. and his health issues were that pretty much the result of a lifetime of drinking. He was yeah. admitted like alcohol. That, those that he are, had a booth at the Sugar Suite. Not surprising. Yeah. What, what I, those are my favorite kinds of bars. I call like they're literally what you're picturing when you listen to Billy Joel's Piano Man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sing me they're, a song. There's sadness. There's uh, faded dreams. All I love it. There was a bar in. Studio, kind of Studio City, kind of kind of Universal City. It was like right off of like where Ventura becomes Coenga, like right off of Barham, like when Barham yeah, goes yeah. over the 101. And there's a That's little like strip near mall Universal there. Universal City. Yeah, so there's like a little strip mall there, and now there's a Starbucks there. But there used to be a bar called the Casting Office, and it was like the Sugar Suite. It was mm-hmm. old school, and there was, I mean, you played darts. They had karaoke there on like Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. There was a bartender there who was probably 87 years old with one eye, yeah, and like in the like, and he always wore a, 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 a handkerchief around his, his head. His name was Stewie. I mean, that was the place to go. I mean, I spent a lot of drunk nights there in mm-hmm. my 20s. I did not, I only karaoke'd once because I, I'm not a karaokeer at all. But I played, I learned how to play darts there. It was so much fun. And then the owners of the property decided to remodel the property, and the property needed to be remodeled. But when they closed it down, then the casting office had to move. And so they moved to a place and it just was never the same. It was never the same vibe. It was never the same thing because it just, you needed that crusty old 70s, like you said, the the, like crackling red leather, pleatherness and Mm -hmm. everything. And the sugar sweet, like when when you started talking about like you hang out at the sugar sweet or that Starbucks by the sugar sweet, I was, that automatically took me back to like, 2000, yeah. 1999, because my best friend from college, her then boyfriend and now husband is from Northridge mm-hmm. and was going to CSUN. And so we'd always like end up going up there. Actually, no, sorry, he's from Santa Clarita, but was going to CSUN. And then they lived off of Zelza for a while and they go to the sugar suite. So we'd go to the sugar suite. I remember you go outside on the back and smoke, you yeah. go out in front and smoke. Like it was just the, like, yeah. but it still smelled like smoke inside well, there for like decades of smoking in there. And you, you'll you'll be on the sending, texting us or sending from like when you're at Starbucks from the front of the sugar suite and these without fail, there's broken bottles out front because yeah, something just, happened the night before. Oh yeah. What I loved about that place in particular, but a lot of those, when the bartenders get when the bartenders get drunk with you, that's always fun. And then my favorite thing is when they get so drunk they don't keep your tab up. <laughs> And like after like a night, like four hours and God knows how many drinks, your bill is like $13. That's the best. There, I've like been there when like patrons end up pitching in to help clean up the place and close out the place because the bartenders are like so drunk. And that's what I love though. 
There's no pretension, just um, really bad behavior. All ages, mm-hmm. too. The, the the key to, like you said, with the, the casting office, is that what it was called? Yeah, it was called the casting yeah. office, yeah. The, the, the key to a great valley spot is it has to be a strip mall. Absolutely mm-hmm. has to be a strip mall. And it has to be in a, this is all my favorite place, it's a strip mall that has a pet store next door. For some <laughs> reason, they all have pet stores. My favorite bar is the uh, Chimney Suite. Which I had to oh, look yeah. up and see if it's still there. Thank oh. God it's still there. It's still there. It's still there. Uh, that is in a strip mall right off of Ventura in Studio City. I'm sorry, that's technically at Sherman Oaks, I guess. <laughs> um, and it is everything you want a place called the Chimney Sweep to be. Mm-hmm. Like it has those exact same vinyl booths you're talking about. It has a mm-hmm. pool table that's in a room that's slightly too small for pool tables. So they have some of the short cues. Because otherwise, I was going to say, how do you angle? Yeah. yeah, there's these short cues for so you're not hitting walls. It has a popcorn, like free popcorn machine mm-hmm. that is always a great dive bar. You know, those totally probably are gone now because of COVID. Oh, pro- yeah. oh yeah, this this is all pre-COVID. It Pineapple had, it Hill those- had that popcorn <laughs> oh, shit, machine. Oh Hill. my god, that's my yeah, we'll talk about that's that next. Second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the chimney sweep was there was a bartender there we knew who who just. It was kind of his his steez that he was like going to do old timey bartender. So he'd wear like I in a white dress shirt and a vest and had that weird armband that oh, like yeah. old time Western bar. I don't even know what that armband is for. It's for um, holding up your your. Is it? Yeah, it is to hold. Oh. I think it is so, just so to it's hold like a, up so your it's like sleeves. a garter belt for your yeah. sleeves. Okay, yeah, but he would like that was it's required of the other staff members. He just chose to do that. But my favorite thing is they 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 did not have top literally did not have top shelf liquor in that there were no shelves behind the bartender. <laughs> there were either like regular shelf behind the bartender that's just like waist level or they kept the bottles on the ground. So that their top shelf was like regular shelf. And then I would drink like if you ordered a jack, the bartender would have to kneel down to the ground to pull up the bottle. So they couldn't even and, and, be bothered to install some shelves, you know? That's no, like no, no a, point. There's no point. Yeah. And then they um, they also, it was one of those places where they didn't have a kitchen, but they would have menus. You could get like pizza delivered there. Yeah. That's that's always a key to a great bar is if you can get it there legally, then uh, you're you're golden. And they had a jukebox. This was pre like touch tunes, you know, where you can just. You you can skip songs and do all that bullshit. This was like not an old school old school jukebox. It was a jukebox where you could still play full albums, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like the touchscreen. And I went in there like we were in there a Saturday afternoon, and I put in a twenty in the jukebox and played the entirety of uh, Justin Bieber's "My World 2.0." That was the album with Baby. Um, oh, played the entire album in order. Um, and nobody could skip it because it was pre-touch tunes. So you couldn't skip any tracks. And I like left halfway through. <laughs> that crowd, that crowd, the Saturday afternoon chimney sweep crowd was not here for my shit. They were. Did you leave um, out of boredom or for your own safety? Were they out of boredom? No, no, out of boredom. After, after like the third song, like the, the the regulars at the bar just would turn around and be like, "Why? What is happening? What's happening here?" <laughs> I was a bit of an ass. This is like 2010. I was a bit of an asshole back then. I've, I've back then. The you know, one time I w- it wasn't a sugar sweet, and I wish I could remember. It was one of those though. No, maybe it was the sugar sweet. The a good a sign from a good night is you can't remember. The best nights are the ones you can't remember. They all start to blend 
for me, these bars. <laughs> uh, but one of them had a jukebox, and I was curious because um, the nights before major holidays are, all, you know, Thanksgiving is a big oh, one yeah. for bars. And so I went on on Christmas Eve once because, you no, know, it was bored. I laughed. It was real. It wasn't the fun crowd. It was like the people who had no, it was it was depressing, but not before putting in Piano Man on the uh, the juke thing and then Jeremy. Way to really liven things believing. up. There. <laughs> yeah, no. And then I looked around and I was like, no. But yeah, also that's the other one. Don't stop believing. Oh, a yeah. singer in a smoky that's room. A good, that's a good smell. Yeah, that's a good and cheap bar, so. perfume. Yeah. That's what. If you guys want to picture these uh, dive bars in the valley, mm-hmm. they're smoky. But that's the problem is that a lot of them have been like remodeled. Like you're like talking about like with the sugar sweets because residuals. That's another one in the valley at Studio City in a strip mall. Mm-hmm. I think there's a pet store there. There is. There's a. If there's it's a, a sushi bar, if dan. It's a, I'm gonna assume there's a pet. There has to be. Well, especially especially in Studio City. There's a bunch of strip malls. Yeah. The best sushi places have a pet store next to them. Like the best Katsuya. sushi place, Katsuya, has yeah, Rusty's pet store all oh, around it. <laughs> oh my God. And Rusty himself, Rusty's a collie, like a lassie looking collie. Yep. Oh if, my God. If you saw Rusty walking around, you're like, this is a good day. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. the best it's day ever. Day. Yeah. yeah. But residuals, it's it's a it's been there almost. I mean, it, it's coming up in like 35, almost 40 years. I think it started around 1986 or so. And and then for a while it was called Maid's Residuals and now it's back to Residuals, but now it's Residuals Tavern. But it basically was an old school dive bar. But the key was, was that in, old, in olden times, actors could go there with your residual checks. And if they were a dollar or less, they would honor them. As five dollars, nice. So you could buy like five dollars worth of you know liquor. So they would take, check they would you? and they would take your check. So and they would and they would put them up on the walls. Oh, so like true. there would be you know residual checks for twelve cents. That's, see, look, when people think that like actors make a ton of money, no, 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 not necessarily. And now residuals are kind of going away too. So, but like yeah, like all of a sudden you get twelve cent a twelve cent check for, you know, a Magnum PI episode that you did, you know, five years ago or something. And this this is what I'm talking about in the eighties. You know what I mean? So it's like, you get these random checks. It's like, what am I going to do with 12 cents? I'm going to go to residuals because I can make the turn 12 cents into $5. There you go. Now, I don't think that they still do that anymore. At least not that I know of, but, uh, you know, plus inflation. I I was going to say, I'm wondering too, if there are people who abuse that system. I'm sure there, I mean, there's always people who are going to abuse any system, period. But, you know, but I think for the most part, it usually a lot of times evens out. The good people, people who don't, people who like contribute and and everything like that. And it's been around, I mean, it's still around. You will still see like huge, big, well, you know, big name stars that still get residual check things they did. 30 years ago like you'll see twitter they'll like jokingly post they still getting paid for this and it'll be like 36 cents mm. if i were that celebrity i would actually go to residuals despite me being an a-list star and just be like here you go brad Give me my rolls in. yeah brad pitt rolls in with his residual check from like a roseanne episode <laughs> in 87 yeah that would be ideal. I hope he hears this and does that. That would be yeah. lovely. They would, even if they don't usually honor that, I think for Brad Pitt, they would. I think they probably would, yeah. Yeah. Try I, it, I, Brad. Try it. He listens. I'm challenging sure. him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's told me he listens to this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you mentioned Pineapple Hill, which, oh my God, that's my the chimney sweep in that. Yeah. 
uh, everything about it is amazing. Uh, they actually do have food, which is awesome. My, mm-hmm. we had a, we would go there every like Tuesday or Wednesday cause they do a trivia night and that was always fun. And there was a server that we would always have and like, we went there for like four years for four years for trivia. And she was pregnant the entire time. Like not just, I mean, pr- like eight months along. And I swear to God, she was pregnant for four years in a row. And I have no idea how that worked, but that's exactly what the pineapple, what pineapple hill is. That is the pineapple hill experience, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I had like my 25th, 20s, some kind of mid-20s birthday there. I'm going to say somewhere around 25, I think. And the perfect thing about that place is it shares a parking lot within in and out. Yes. So yes. You, you can roll drunk out of there and roll right it's over. It's on there. Van Nuys, right? Like right yeah. off, yeah, right off Van Nuys. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, the worst roommate I've ever had in my entire life, she was a waitress there for... A while. Was she the pregnant one? She might have been. I don't know. <laughs> like this was like in the the she was there in like the er, like mid aughts, right? Early mid aughts. Really? So, I was probably going there then. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. you probably were. Yeah. But she was like, and it was so funny because she was a waitress there and she was one of she would whenever we'd go out to like dinner or lunch or anything, she was one of the rudest people to waitress to waiters and to servers and bartenders ever. And I was like, you're a server yourself. Like, <laughs> and that's that's why sometimes I go, people who are servers are not always like kind to other servers. Like it just is a personality thing a lot of the time because she was not kind to other people. You, okay, I have a question about that. Do you think there are people? who have been in that industry, who are a little bit too much with servers, where it's kind of annoying. You know, those types are like, oh, I did your job in college. Here, let me arrange the plates before we leave. Like, it's just a little bit like... Yeah, I mean, so for me, when I was serving and bartending... I didn't necessarily want to hear everybody's story. If somebody was like, do it, like if it was like crazy busy and I wasn't giving like maybe the most amazing attention or service and somebody mm-hmm. was like, it's okay. I was a server. Like, don't worry. It's like, I totally get it. I appreciated that. Yeah. And I didn't mind if somebody stacked them up because also some people are just, I'm even before I served, I was kind of just organized like that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I kind of like things looking a little neat, which is ironic because I'm not the neatest person. But when it comes to food and like kitchen stuff, I'm I'm organized about that. So I don't necessarily mind. But yes, when people start to try to t- tell you all their stories about being that, or they, these are people who not necessarily were servers, but people who automatically, they try to chit chat you the entire time and try to become your best friend and know your name. And they like, they know you, they, they keep calling you Stacy, Stacy, this Stacy. Well, thank you so much, Stacy. Thank you. This Stacy. After a while, it just becomes insincere. It's yeah. fine at like the beginning. I like, Stacy, uh, patronizing. Or, like, it does, you know, or at the end to be like, thanks Stacy. That's fine. Like, I don't mind it. But when you try to become my best friend, also I begin to worry that you are not going to leave me a tip. Oh, no. Because usually the nicest people, guess what their tip is? Their kindness. Mm. And I cannot pay my bills with kindness. <laughs> nope. Because guess like what? Citibank ain't taking kindness. My my you know, property management's not taking kindness. Nope. None of them are. They're taking good old American dollars. <laughs> so tip me in American dollars because I'm only getting paid minimum wage. And back then, minimum wage is even less. And still, we should get paid more. Anyway, so... Yeah, I just, 
just be like nice, courteous, but you don't have to be like overly kind. Oh, yeah. You don't have to be your best friend. Like there are people who um I fi- I find it like I think the word's performative. Mm-hmm. And it's a, they want to let it's not just to be nice to the server, it's to make everyone else around them feel like a dick. Like, oh, don't worry, I've worked in food service. I'm not like that, Jerko. You know, I hate that. I mean, well, because I'm not I'm the one they're probably referencing. No, I'm joking. I tip and stuff. <laughs> I tip and I'm polite. No, but what I mean is uh it's like they want everyone to feel bad and be they're pick-me's, they're pick-me customers. Oh my god, I like that. I like yeah, it's true. I mean, when I drove for Lyft, my favorite type of customer was the one that got in, said hi, was was nice stayed on their phone the entire time while I drove them a place. And then when it, when I got there, they were like, thanks, bye. Tip, you know, tipped me and gave me five stars. That's all I need. I don't need to talk to you. Yeah. We don't need to have like a big, like, did I, did I do perform a service for you? Did I get things right? Are we having like, when we actually interact, is it, a, is it a nice interaction? That's all we need. Like, yeah. this is Cordial. a transactional relationship. Pleasant. Yeah. It just needs to be pleasant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you're you're right. Performative is the word. There are some people that you can just be like, oh, yeah, you're putting on a show for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I know. <laughs> Those ones. Something's going on. Make yourself feel better. Fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, so keeping around the same like Sherman Oaks area, we're going to switch from, we're going to go off of dive bars, Casa Vega. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I had a mm-hmm. birthday that you know what? I just I had that night and I'm guessing my 25th that night I had dinner with my family at Casa Vega. That was the family portion and then they dropped me off at Pineapple Hill for the the <laughs> friend. So you started with deadly margaritas and then you ended with like <laughs> Well, there's 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 the two. Do you remember when this was? Because there were the two phases of Casa Vega. There was pre-shutdown for infestation and post-infestation. There was like 13 or 14. It was shut down by the health department for like eight levels of cockroach infestation. Okay, which for a Mexican restaurant or any restaurant for that matter, not I ideal. I didn't not, know it's got to take a lot to get. I that didn't yeah. know that's why it closed because yeah, on uh, Jeff Lewis's show, what was that? Um, Flipping yeah, out. Flipping yeah. Out, yeah. He was a design. They made it seem like they were just renovating, and Jeff oh. Lewis was the designer. Oh. I mean, they did renovate it, but they were kind of forced to. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was, uh, yeah. So depending on what, so that was around 2013 or so. Two, yeah. But you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's night now, but it was before it had more charm when it had the cockroaches. It kind of did. Like, they there's the, they there's something, boots. there's a certain flavor to a place with a B rating, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, there's just a certain yeah. spice to it. Yeah. But, but Casa Vega is another place that, you know, good margaritas, fun. It's dark. It's really dark. You're bound to see a celebrity or, yeah. or two. It's a, it's and a on any range, spot, too. Mm-hmm. Aren't I think the, like so, yeah. Chloe's always there. Yeah, a lot yeah. a lot of people. I feel like that's the thing about the valley too. It's where a lot of people, even in like Beverly Hills, is where their little secrets are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they probably don't want to be seen shoveling enchiladas in their face. I was there one time. So many. Well, I mean, this will tell me tell you how many years ago it was. So that went in to eat dinner, and 
they were filming Anna Nicole Smith for her reality TV show. Nice. Like, so, and of course it really shows up because it's dark in there. So they've got those like cameras on her. And I was just like, what the hell? It's like the first time I'd ever seen reality TV being filmed in an actual location. And it's not like they didn't shut down an area too. I mean, she got a booth kind of in the back slash front, if you know what Casa Vegas like. So, but yeah. And I was just like, oh my gosh, but it's small. You, the, 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 the bar is kind of like right up front. So you're going to be waiting. If you're at the bar, you're standing and you're just waiting. And yeah, there's not a lot of room, but the, the margaritas are good. The food's good. You know, it's yeah, like, it's, 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 it's your typical like California Mexican food. And yeah, the margaritas food, are great. The food is good, but it's not. Uh, people You're, think because it's so popular that there must be. It's it's just quality. It's good food, but it's there's not like a see. It's a yeah. The, I call it sloppy, scene. sloppy SoCal Mexican food. Yeah, with good margaritas and yeah. a scene. Like there's you're gonna see some people or you know whatever. People matter. go to these places like uh, where you're saying celebrities and stuff. It's not so much the CMB scene in that way, like say Polo Lounge or Craig's, where you're putting on a show. It's where they go for to relax. It's a quiet night out. Secretly, though, they know they'll see and be seen, but it's a different vibe. Mm-hmm. Like um, running into Housewives at Sagebrush or whatever, any reality star at Sagebrush. Yeah. It's not just reality, but most, it's Calabasas. Their demographic is reality. Um, but yeah, it's um, a different vibe. And I think they get a little drunker. I think they have more fun and they're friendlier when they're in the valley. 100%. Absolutely. The, the point, the the great point of reference. So every every place that we've named thus far, except for Sugar Sweet, is either on or like within a block of Ventura Boulevard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which Ventura Boulevard is truly the Boulevard of Dreams. It really <laughs> yes. is. Sunset, fuck, whatever. Sunset, yeah. Wilshire, whatever. Hollywood. Ventura Boulevard has everything. Like you can take it from. Like Hollywood all the way into it goes all the way to Calabasas, doesn't it? It, it does. Goes to it ends in it, ca- it ends there. right in Calabasas, yeah. kind of where had it be turned? Yeah, like right at like Topanga Canyon, right around there, right? Pass, pass. It, really? it yeah. basically dead ends at Calabasas, if that makes sense. So yeah, if you find yourself in LA and you want to just take a a beautiful scenic tour, just drive down Ventura Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really. I mean. Don't go to Hollywood Boulevard. That's yeah. not no. Oh, don't do that. This is this is the Hollywood Boulevard. Ventura Boulevard is the Hollywood Boulevard, and it's it more is, six, it, it's more. Ex, I, was, I didn't mean successful. It's more accessible. Mm-hmm. It's not like Sunset is a lot of things like mansions. Of course, you want to see that, but these are like those little shops you see on TV that you can walk into. Mm-hmm. You can get the chai latte that Dorit, the soy, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yep, exactly. The yoga. Oh, what is it? Laurel Tavern. That's another place. It's on Ventura and Studio City. That's like a newer place. It used to be, there used to be a couple. Oh, was that was that Sapphire that was there? I think that was Sapphire was the name of the club that was that was Laurel Tavern before it became Laurel Tavern. And once it became Laurel Tavern, it was great. I love that place. I've seen tons of celebrities. The the one I can only that one I best can remember is seeing Will Ferrell there one night. Will Ferrell, just like, nice. yeah, just sitting there like having having drinks with somebody. But you always like see people and see people just that you see on TV and everything. And now since the pandemic, 
they took over because it was great because they had a parking lot. Now, granted, you had to valet, but it was like literally right next to it. But since the pandemic, they've taken over the their own parking lot and made it an outdoor seating area and like tented it and everything like that. So that increased the seating because it was, you know, kind of small beforehand, not huge, but kind of small, but oh, they have, they've got a great fried chicken stand. They've got really good food. They've got, they've got good drinks. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit more bougie. It's definitely not a dive bar, but it's definitely like a chill place. Cause it's one of those places too. You go up to the bar and you order, you order your drinks, you order your food and then you sit down. If you want anything else, like you go do that. There's no waiters or anything like that. There's just food runners and bartenders and that's it. So I like it there. It's easy. It's next door to my spin studio. So it makes life easier sometimes. The, my, the best thing about Pineapple Hill as well, getting back to Pineapple Hill, is it has free parking, which in LA, that's absurd. That's it's another just, thing, just parking ne- in the You never see parking even at a strip mall like even chimney sweep has such a small parking lot that it's it's like the valet just because it's yeah. there's like eight spots there's one that's pretty amazing um no it's actually i don't think amazing is quite the word for it but it's in northridge a seedy part of northridge it's called like the stove piper and you yes. say chimney yes. sweep makes yes. me think of it and um, it's next door to brent's deli which is uh considered the best if not one of the top three Jewish delis in all of LA. Yeah. Um, it's it's does where like a name recognition of like a cantor. Right. Like in the, yeah. Like if you're going to a Jewish funeral in LA, if it's over the hill, it, it might be Nate and Al's catered or cantors in the Valley. It's Brent's, but the, sorry. The thing is they used to have a window so you could order Brent's into this seedy dive bar. So picture the split demographic here. <laughs> Brent's Deli is full of grandmas and grandpas and families. And right next to it is this like sticky floored dive bar full of degenerates. But you could order like yeah. a Reuben and they they had a slide path through window. Incredible. The best thing to eat when you're drunk or hungover is a Reuben, like yeah. honestly, with extra Russian dressing all over it. Like just, uh, I always get when I'm when I'm in Vegas. I don't even drink anymore, and I still gotta get one because I'm just like screw this shit. Like I'm just mm-hmm. like, give me a fucking Reuben, man. Extra sauerkraut. Don't sit next to me later on, people. It's got sauerkraut and cheese on it. Woohoo! Today I nursed my sagebrush hangover with. <laughs> Like a leftover tortilla from El Pollo Loco that I just like a single tortilla, probably two. They're small, you know, like they give you the packs. Mm -hmm. And I was dipping one in like cream cheese and one in like butter. I can feel the butter, but the cream cheese is no, yeah, it wouldn't be too. It's not bad. As a kid, I used to do that. I don't know. The point is, I didn't have like the energy to go to a restaurant or anything. And I really just needed some like carbs and like grease to uh, cure me. Mm-hmm. Did it work? I'm alive. Because you, you look great. Yeah, I'm vibrant tonight. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I think I blew all my energy last night. What do you, wink, what do you think wink. you blow? 
What do you think you blow on a breathalyzer now, right now? Oh, no, I'm good. I One thing about so me. So like a 0.08? <laughs> I've I've learned it, I do not do that hair of the dog kind of stuff. If I have a wild night out like last night, I just bear through it the next day. I wake up, walk, coffee, whatever. Because um, otherwise, that hair there's hair of the dog for me would just mean daydream. You go right back into a blackout. It works for some people. I just have learned as I've gotten older, and I don't have the iron liver I once used to. <laughs> Like you just have to, you just have to, you have to live with the consequences of your actions. Yeah. And I so I, so I I'm I miserable. People listening can truly appreciate the insanity of your night last night. And that I was up, I'm two hours ahead of you right now. I was up, it's dawn walking and I was getting texts from you. And I was so confused because I'm like, what? Why is why is he up? What is happening? Well, time was that like three thirty, four a.m. About it would have been about four thirty your time. Four thirty a.m. Yeah, yeah, and, and it, you were texting for about an hour. Yeah, and it was it was fairly physical. It was it was a it was something. It was yeah. yeah. So I woke up at seven o'clock this morning, our time, mm-hmm. and there were thirty-seven texts, and I was like, what? That's not, that's not supposed to happen to me. Not, not on this chat. Yeah. There's some other chats that I could get it, but not on this chat. What? Half of them were gifts, just random gifts. It was was of him burning down stuff. Of him burning down. It was like any gift that you could look up of somebody setting something on fire. That's what we had on our phone this morning. Did it include my favorite gift, which is um, waiting to exhale? Yes. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. That was one of them. I it's think a, that was the first one. <laughs> it's it was, my go-to. It, it, it was mixed. It was gifts of, of setting things on fire mixed in with you actually typing out, I'm setting everything ablaze. Like, I, it was it was performance art. Mm-hmm. So happy. We should, so maybe happy. we should screenshot some of them and put His, them on IG. Jordan's life is performance art. I mean, <laughs> that's I deserve I mean, an EGOT. I mean, yes. See, it, it's it's here. It's also, oh, oh Lord Jesus, it's a fire. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that gift. Yeah. And then we've got, and then we've got, uh, you know, Wednesday Adams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can. See my text right there where I actually tell Jordan we're both up right now, but for very different reasons. <laughs> like, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was oh, like yeah. Here's another great one. I've never seen this one before. I yeah. don't know who that is on fire, but I'm just really curious your process of how you're looking up the all these fl- like fire gifts. Like you're just typing in things on fire. I don't remember this conversation <laughs> very well. So, I mean, yeah, probably, you know, you don't just have to use the ones in the text thing. You can just Google image. So I probably was like yeah. setting myself on fire. Was I trying to set the world on fire or myself? Because I know when I'm in hard that state. To, hard to say. You, you said, I'm so drunk. When I reread this, I'll light myself on fire. In <laughs> oh, the yeah, that was, when, that was the impetus. And, yeah, and right. instead, I'm about to light myself on fire, BRB. I'm definitely going to light myself on fire. Yeah, you're and on these, a fire these, kick. These were at 135, 142, and 149. And then at 334 in the morning, our time. So 534 uh, Central Standard Time, <laughs> Nate goes, did you light yourself on fire? And you <laughs> replied within, what? well, you replied about an hour later. 
just barely at 4.31, you replied with the waiting to exhale gift. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then the conversation yeah. started and went on for about an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think you fell asleep. (laughs) We'll never know. And then, and then uh, Nate was afraid that that housewife that you were out with might have uh, Joan Crawford you. And we were just like rip Carol Lombard. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace. My uh, motto, which keeps me going is questions only lead to answers. And (laughs) I would not. Questions only lead to problems, Jordan problems. I don't want to know. Like when you're telling me all this stuff, like I'm like, wait, I was up at 1:30. I was still up at 4:30. Mm-hmm. Why was oh, I up? I'd, oh, like, I'd rather your, not know. We we have the text of your slow descent. Like you were very coherent until you weren't. It was <laughs> mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I hope it is fun to every watch that. every night. Yeah, if you want to do that two three times a week, I'm good with it. Yeah, just for I the content. For the content, we'll just Nate and I are just going to start a side podcast that is, yeah. uh, you know, Jordan JRM texts the musings of JRM. Yep. Instead of shit, my dad says it's JRM yeah. texts. Yeah. The downfall, the slow descent into <laughs> madness, brought about brought upon by alcohol and drugs. Hey, slut. Like, I wonder what the. <laughs> I wonder what. We'll have to we'll have to like do forensics the exact point in my text chain where you're just like oh he used that word or the tone changed he's gone you know what I mean yeah when you turn to the dark side all of a sudden mm. the demon man baby <laughs> <laughs> oh man well this is I think I think this has been enlightening for so many people not just about you know the valley and the best places to have a the great one eight, the great one eight, and having some eight one eight tequila, or you can have Kathy Hilton's tequila, depending on whether, or you could have bottom shelf tequila, yeah. not just yeah. well, but you could have floor. bottom shelf tequila. You can have chimney sweep floor tequila. <laughs> floor tequila. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you check it next time you're you come to LA. Fuck Hollywood. Yeah. Come to come to the Valley. We'll give you a tour. Absolutely. And, and if you go, to, if you find yourself at Pineapple Hill, please let me know if that waitress is still there. You know, okay. I was thinking about that. What if the what if the pregnancy thing is a ploy so you get better tip, pity tips? Are you going to stiff a woman who's been on her who's six months pregnant in her third trimester on her feet all night? It's, good. it's a good. Point. Oh, I would do that. You said she was pregnant four months continuously. Four years. Four years. Four years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can easily be four, four months pregnant. Yeah. Do, you, do you know where babies come from, Jordan? <laughs> I know they're not teaching sex ed now in schools, but did they teach it back then? <laughs> it's like a like a Katie Holmes situation when she was like pregnant with Surrey for like 12 months. When people actually did the math on that, they're like, why, why is she still pregnant? This doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Scientology. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to say it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, I think that's said, it. Said too much. It's yeah. way too much. Forget that. Let's cut that out. Cut that out. Yeah, yeah. Bleep it out. Bleep. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's it for us for this evening. So everybody, make sure you go hit that subscribe button, follow button. I don't know. They're all different on the different ones. So hit it, follow us. So new episodes pop up as soon as they drop. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Pretty Corrupt Podcast and Twitter at Pretty Corrupt Number One. Leave us five stars. Leave us a review. Tell us hi. We love hearing from people. 
Jordan definitely needs to hear it because he just looks like he's on test door right now. <laughs> he yeah. needs a little pep talk. I wish, I wish Promises was still open because I think I earned a 90-day stay last night. 100%. So. Hey, if not, I think the amount of times that we've talked about them on this podcast, we've earned you at least a 90-day stay yeah. with all the free advertising they've received. So mm-hmm. there you go. All right. Well, Jordan, yeah. why don't you tell everybody good night? Adios. You have to hit stop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Like we do it.